simply like to say thank you and welcome you to Humorcast. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to an all-new Fewercast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast dedicated to all the latest news in film and entertainment from the last week. If you enjoy movies, podcasts, and casual banter amongst friends, then you might have just struck gold with this here podcast. I'm Ed, and joining me this week are most of the usual suspects, Andrew, Jocelyn, and Justin. Corey's on vacation this week, so we'll hear from him next week. In the meantime, how are the rest of us doing? Greetings and salutations. I'm well. How's everybody else? Hey guys, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Good to talk to you. Guys. Yeah. How'd you? Yeah, you went to Rage Against the Machine last week, right? On Tuesday? No, no, because of COVID, I didn't want to risk my friend catching anything. Uh, it was like okay. at the tail end of me going back to work and feeling better, and I just, I don't know. The last thing I wanted to do was go with him. Him somehow catch it, then bring it home to his six-year-old and everything, and I just right. now. No, nope. I didn't realize you were the person, quote unquote, that couldn't go. What was that? I saw Brian post about it. I just didn't realize you were the guy that he was going with. Yeah, that was me. That was me. So that's all right. I mean, I saw Rage back in two thousand plus. We we're going to see uh, Ramstein at the uh, up at the link at the end of the month. So, oh my god, yeah, talk about a flashback I there, know, right? <laughs> so, that should be fun, but yeah, other than that, doing good. Uh, Justin, you weren't here last week. How was uh, what were you doing last? Yeah, that's right, you were at uh, Rage. I went to Rage on that was, night. Yeah, that was last that week with you. Okay, that's right. I get confused because yeah. then you went to fucking Niagara Falls over the weekend, so you've been around. Yeah. Yeah, I had a busy summer. Nothing wrong with that. How is Niagara? Yeah. I've been there a couple times myself. I love it there. Yeah, it was nice. I've never been. I've never been that far north before. It's very uh, nice. Uh, my wife and I was our tenth wedding anniversary, and we just wanted to get just a few days of just the two of us because that doesn't happen much these days. And we just had a good time. We were like a couple of teenagers up there. It, it, you know, it was a lot of fun. Beautiful area. Do they lots of stuff to do? Do they still have that like party hill? I think it was called like Clifton Hill or something. Is that like the the boardwalk kind of area for lack of a it's better term? It's like where the it's it's basically like Niagara Falls version of like the Strip. There's like a bunch of casinos yeah. and stuff. There's a lot oh, of like, well, there was like there's a lot of fucking haunted houses. At least there were 25 yeah. years ago. There was an absurd amount of haunted houses up there. There, yeah, there was at least three on that main strip there. <laughs> That's and, crazy. Yeah, I know. And Canadians like, love haunted I'm, houses. <laughs> I was very glad that it was just me and my wife. But everywhere we went, it was like, oh, the kids would like that. Oh, the kids would like that. Oh, yeah. the kids like so. Even though it was just the two of us, we were thinking about the kids the whole time. But um. Yeah, I mean, there were so many haunted houses. It's like, oh my god, my eight year old will be losing his <laughs> mind right. I don't, I don't get it. And we did one because, granted, it was me, just me and my grandparents back in '99 when I went. But we did one, and it's just fucking, it's lights out. You're just walking through like a maze in the dark, and they have like a couple <laughs> of ropes on the ground to make it simulate you're in a swamp or something. It's, it's, 
<laughs> whatever you know but still it was like there was so many it's like one thing I'll never forget about Niagara Falls was the amount of haunted houses so <laughs> did you do anything else like that involves the actual like falls or did you go like the journey of the mist and all that did you do like yeah any- we did the the day that we, we went we crossed the border and did made of the mist because that's that's the American version and then there's the Canadian that's version right. where that's they right. Basically the same thing. I forget what that one's called, but uh, yeah, we just we figured on the way home we'd hit. It was a nice Sunday, so nice weather. Um, yeah, it was fun. We did. I, we did. I don't like got the, soaked. Yeah, I, I didn't get as soaked as I was afraid I was going to. I don't like getting splashed. I, I love same. getting wet on my own terms. I don't like anything or anybody else splashing me I'm or the, putting water. I'm the same me. way, dude. I hate it. Yeah. I want to do it myself. That's fine. So like my wife really wanted to do it. And I was like, you know, I was biting the bullet, but it ended up actually being really fun. And they um, give you a poncho, but still. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you still get wet, yeah. but that poncho does a pretty good job. You know, my head was soaked, but my body <laughs> stayed right. relatively dry. And it's cool. I mean, they get you right into those fucking oh, falls. Yeah. Like oh. I didn't think they were going to go in as far as they did. Oh it's yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That I remember doing that. And then, because we stayed in Canada at this campground for a week when we went and then we did and the second time I went basically was just driving through on my way to Toronto that doesn't even count as me like staying or doing anything I mean I saw the falls so that counts for something but um uh the um Canada had this thing where you actually go down there's like caves behind the falls you go like we were I was actually behind the falls it's pretty cool yeah, we were talking about doing that. We just never got around to it. Yeah, we we did that for a day. That was pretty fun. And then there was like, um, if you go down a little further, there's like this uh, cart that goes over the water. And there's like a whirlpool yeah. down there. Yeah, we saw that. We yeah, did, we were we, we were down by that all that. We didn't do that, but we saw. All we that. did that. Uh, the only thing I drew the line in in the sand for was the helicopter rides. You know, I don't, I don't fly. Yeah, we were talking about that. It's like. I've never been on a helicopter, and if I had to get on one for some reason, I would, but I would never go out of my way to, to get on a helicopter if yeah. I didn't have to. And fun fact, Toronto, or not Toronto, um, Niagara Falls is still to this day the only place I've been to with an actual IMAX. I, I was at, they, they have a legit IMAX dome, and that's the only ever, that's the only time I've actually been to one, like, a legit, because they, they had the, this, like, hour and a half long documentary on Niagara Falls, the history and talks about like all the people that went down in barrels and shit. And it's in, <laughs> it's, it's in the IMAX, like the actual, they actually have a dome theater there, which is pretty cool. And I've never been in one since then. So we did this thing and it was, it was our only strike of the weekend and it, it was my idea. So I take full blame for it. Yeah, of course. But when we were, when we were driving in, there's this convention center and it was like, a block and a half away from our hotel and they were advertising a Banksy like uh, exhibition. I'm like, I didn't put much thought into it. I'm like, I'd like to see a Banksy exhibition. That sounds pretty fucking awesome. (laughs) So we went and did that Saturday night, but as we're getting, as we're heading there, I'm like, Banksy's a guy who's kind of against the whole like art establishment and exhibitions. And and he's like a graffiti artist. So how do you have a, a Banksy exhibit. I really didn't like, I just kind of jumped without thinking about it. So we get there and we go in and it's like, I don't know how you can do this, but it's like somebody else put together a presentation of like Banksy, like 
not hanging on the wall, but like made this little installation when you walk in to kind of has like Banksy quotes and explains his career. Right. And then you go into this, this huge room, like a warehouse, like almost like where a rave would have been, you know, back in the nineties. And they just do this 3d projection. It's like on every, you know, all four walls and then come beaming in from the ceiling. So it's on the floor, like a 40 minute video of like where they make Banksy's artwork kind of come to life and they tell his story. And I mean, it was okay and all, but it defeated the whole purpose, like everything the Banksy's about. It was like the, a complete 180 and against it. And it's like, hmm. you, you know, the movie Exit Through the Gift Shop, which is kind of about yeah. like art versus commerce and fakery and all that. So literally, as you leave this thing, you, you literally exit through the gift shop and they're selling like Banksy t-shirts and posters, all of which are unauthorized, obviously. And I'm just like, you just sat here for 40 fucking minutes and listened to how he's anti all this shit. <laughs> and then you literally walk out to it and people are like buying. And there weren't a ton of people there, but like people are like buying Banksy shirts and shit. I'm like, you just missed the point completely. Or you just don't give a shit one or the other. But that was, that was our only strike for the weekend. Like that, that was, that was kind of lame. Um, but otherwise everything else was fantastic. Nice. Um, before we jump into the show, you know the drill. First, I want to remind our listeners to check us out on both Facebook and Instagram at the Film Effect Podcast. Follow us along on Twitter at Film Effect Pod. If you're on TikTok, then follow us at Film Effect Podcast. Check out clips from previous episodes on YouTube. Uh, email us for anything that you need, whatever your heart may desire. Email address is the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Always remember to hit those likes and smash those subscribe buttons. Make sure you're in the know with the film effect. The more the merrier, as they always say. Ratings and reviews. If you could take the 30 seconds or so to leave a quick rating or review, it helps us out a lot. Plus, it lets us know how we're doing. So Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen that allow reviews, just please be sure to help us out. Throw a dog a bone, if you will. Uh, you can always support the show by grabbing merch. Pick up a variety of various shirts, coffee mugs, flags, pillowcases, stickers, you name it. Chances are we've got it with different designs to choose from as well. Patreon officially returns on September 1st with all new tiers and bonus content. Uh, to celebrate, we're going to have two bonus episodes next month uh, that will both be available at the launch. Can't hardly wait. We're, we're, we were supposed to do that last month on the actual main feed, but we decided, well... September's going to be back to school month so we might as well throw a little Patreon exclusive out there as well so we're going to do two can't hardly wait and the other one is the Big Lebowski which we were actually going to do the first time we launched Patreon but I don't want to get into it because that was prematurely launched and I don't have that bad time for the show but anyway here we are now and we're, we're full ready and um, can't wait for it so yeah and now that I've got all of that out of the way let's tighten that grip and bring on the drip I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. Let's see. You guys remember Conan the Barbarian from 2011, the remake of Jason Momoa? Yeah, unfortunately. No, he. Th- uh, I heard about it. I did not see it. Uh, yes. I've never seen the film, but apparently he thinks it's a big pile of shit. This this <laughs> report that I'm reading is true. <laughs> he was. Um, <laughs> who the hell was he talking to? Well, whose fault is it? Well, this is what he says. He was talking to GQ recently, and he said, I've been part of a lot of things that really sucked, and movies where it's out of your hands. 
Conan the Barbarian was one of them. It's one of the best experiences I had, but it was taken over and turned into a big pile of shit. He didn't go into details, but felt that post-production shenanigans ruined the movie. Which, I mean, I don't really have a dog in this race, because, again, I've never seen the film. I, I saw that Marcus Nispel directed it, and I was like, okay, I'm out. Not that I was going to see it <laughs> if anyone else directed it, but still, like, I don't know. Wasn't Rose McGowan the villain in that movie or some bullshit? I think so. I've, I've, I saw parts of it. I've never seen it start to finish. Yeah, I mean, what I saw didn't compel me to go back and watch it from the beginning. Um, yeah, I think Rose McGowan was involved in some way, because I think at one point, wasn't Robert Rodriguez supposed to direct it? Like, Yeah. After, I think sometime after Planet Terror, when we're, we're here, we're here, no, they weren't dating, but... I think they were. They had like a good working relationship. He and Rose McGowan. So he was. No, put they were dating. In. Were they dating? Yeah, okay. they were. Def- they were definitely dating. Yeah, he and his wife divorced. That's right. Yeah, so that's what I thought. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that she still ended up in the um, the version that came out. The film came out in August. I know of my film recommendation is this week that I've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just getting ready to say I'd never, uh, I didn't even realize it came out when it did, 2011. I just, for some reason, I thought this came out later, like in 2013 or something. Oh, well. I don't know why they can't really, like, I like the old, the 80s Conan movie, the, the Schwarzenegger Conan movies, right. but like, it's especially nowadays, like, in, you know, after Game of Thrones, there's kind of an appetite for those kind of, like, that those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Like to me, a Conan movie seems like low hanging fruit. Like you should be able to knock that thing out of the park at this point. You would especially think. with Jason Momoa. Like, how do you fuck that up? Jason Momoa, it's like a dream cast. Plus, with like yeah. the, the the society, like just the technology that we have right. in general today. So I don't know, but whatever. It's uh, trust me. I'll, I'll, I, you know what? I'm probably gonna never ever watch this film. So. I just, it's not every day you hear about actors shitting on their previous work. So anytime <laughs> that can happen, hey, I'm going to talk about it. Um, let's just get this out of the way now. It's our weekly obituary. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John and Clue Gulliger, who we both lost this week. Uh, Olivia Newton-John was 73, tragically had breast cancer. Who She was fighting that thing for 30 fucking odd years on and off. And she was one hell of a fucking fighter. I give her that. Um, it was just too much, this last bout that she was dealing with. I think she was dealing with this since 2015. It came back and it just took her, just took her through a whirlwind. And then um, Clue, I mean, come on. I think Clue was... 90 something 90 what the hell clue was 93 so that man lived a fucking very long healthy you know prosperous life <clears throat> and when I think clue I think of all the 80s horror films he was in of course I know he did work prior to the 80s but you know my little horror heart he'll always be fucking Bert from Return of the Living Dead in that movie they destroyed the brain to kill him is that what they did the brain right yeah. What do doctors use to crack skulls with? Surgical drills. Here, hold it, Frank. Oh. Now listen to me, both of you, very carefully. Freddy, you got to open that door. Come here, you stand right over here. Frank, right here, and when it comes out, you brain it with that axe. Oh, oh Jesus! Jesus. Well, how am I going to stop it from morning? <laughs> What's the matter with you, Frank? Fred, come here. Get down there. Please, stand by the door. It's going to be all right, son. All right. I don't 
think I can do this, Bert? Well, you damn well better. You got us into this. Oh, Jesus! Right, 22 right. Oh! Be brave, Frank. God damn it! Four left. Ten right. <laughs> He'll always be um, uh, Mark Pat Jesse's father from Elm Street too. Um, <laughs> those two films, and then of course later on, because he has a, his son John uh, directed those Feast movies that Clue is a part of, and then when John was offered uh, Piranha Three Double D, which is like that movie something else um he was a part of that too you know i think him and gary Busey shared the screen together for a scene in that film i've only seen it once so once was enough um where's that? have you ever seen the feast movies they're newer they're the ones that the the first film won project Greenlight back in 20 2005 i have not seen the feast movies but piranha one in particular was great yeah, but unfortunately, Clue and his son, or Clue and his yeah, his son had nothing to do with the first one. I know, I know. I know. I'm just saying, you um, said Piranha 3D, and that's really all I got. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's fucking Bird, Return of the Living Dead. It's my favorite horror film of all time, so. Yeah, that's, that's whenever I think of him, that's immediately where my mind goes, is to that movie. Yeah, and then, more, I think the last thing I saw him in was the one scene he's in of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What is he in that? He's a bar... I'm pretty sure he plays the bartender in the movie on set Um, when they have this scene with him and uh, What's-His-Face's daughter at the table. They're acting, of course. I'm pretty yeah. sure Clue's the bartender there. I'm pretty. I know he's he's in the movie. He's in it. I know that. Yeah, it says. I'm looking at it. It says bartender. Yeah, I, as I said, I'm pretty sure. I remember I the movie because I because I remember like the main character kind of reminded me of like Pumpkinhead or something like that. Yeah. Um. Jason Mewes is in it too. Yeah, Muse is in it. Um. So is Jitter Friedlander. Uh, the first feast is great. The second and third ones, not so great. I mean, the only thing that the second and third films have going for them is they follow a continuous plot throughout. Although the first one didn't really need a sequel. I mean, you, you didn't really have to make a second film or a third one for that matter. But um, the whole gag with Clue in those films, if I remember, I haven't seen the first Feast in a handful of years. But if I'm not mistaken, Clue like goes out differently in each movie he keeps on coming back then going out then coming back <laughs> but gnarly movies uh or at least the first one um yeah i like it it's got a, it's got a pretty big cast so and then you know back to olivia <laughs> Did you guys see what John Travolta posted? No, I saw he posted something, but I didn't see what it was. 
All right, just a, a, a tribute. Uh, nothing really. I'm not really going to pull it up because it was just basically him, you know, my sweet Olivia and talking about their first love together back in the 70s and you called her. You said that he, I think, I think he closed it with saying, uh, you're John or something like that. I mean, it was, yeah. it was touching. So, um, I mean, Christ, he just lost his actual wife and now her, who he was pretty close with. Travolta's, mm, sucks. and he lost one of his kids. Like, Travolta's had kind of a, you know, he's for, been dealt some having, shit. Like, charm life in certain ways. Yeah, he's been through a lot, like, a lot of really bad shit, too. Yeah. I've always felt for John. I've always been a John Travolta fan. He never did anything to piss me yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, the Scientology thing. That, you know what? A little, he, a little sideways. But, but even that, but even that, is you know. Is John Travolta he, part of that? I thought that was Tom Cruise. No, he is. But he's so, not, he's not vocal uh, about it like Cruise is. So. Right. He keeps that private. Yeah. He knows how to keep a private life. So. <laughs> And he's a really. I mean, I love John Travolta, so I've got, I've got literally no bad things to say about him. Seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah. Hey guys, at the time of this recording, the only news that we had was that Anne Hache was in, you know, the car accident. It wasn't good, but she was in a coma and fighting for her life. Uh, we recorded this on Wednesday evening, and it is now Friday as I'm editing and about to post and news uh, from TMZ reporting that she actually suffered a catastrophic brain injury in the moments following her crash into the house. And as a result, she's not expected to survive. She's currently on life support. um, And she's only there long enough so they can see if her organs are viable for donations because uh, it was her choice to donate her organs. And, uh, yeah, she's currently being kept on life support. It's currently 8.45 Eastern Standard Time on Friday morning on August 12th, 2022. So, just keep that in mind. And, um, yeah, rest in peace. You guys hear about Anne Hache? Yeah. What the yeah, fuck? Crazy. She's in a fucking, she's in a coma right now. She has not been conscious since they pulled her out. Mm. And she apparently she was like, okay, so back up for people who are listening who are like, what, what the fuck, what happened? No, Anne Hage apparently was driving erratically. Some are saying DUI or some other substance she was under. Um, and I saw like the the po- the selfie the guy picked posted like twenty minutes before the crash apparently and shit like that. And she looked like she was you know living her life. And so she she was just driving erratically, and I saw a couple of like surveillance videos that showed her just fly through. One of them was through a neighborhood right before the crash happened. And man, she was fucking flying down that street. It was like a residential neighborhood, like twenty five miles an hour, and she was going at least like sixty. Mm. And then you just heard a loud crash, like two seconds later. That they came like passed out and just floored. But she was, she was out, and then. Yeah. She was, you know, in all that smoke because her car caught on fire and she was trapped. And apparently I read that she was like, they, they couldn't get her out for like 90 minutes. Now, Holy shit. I'm no genius. I'm no doctor. I'm none of that. My name is Ed and I host a podcast twice a week here. All I'm saying is 90 minutes of 
of smoke inhalation, how are you alive? You know, smoke inhalation for like 10 minutes is like enough to, to take you probably even shorter than that. But she was apparently, you know, they couldn't get to her for like 90 minutes from what I heard. So it's just crazy. Um, so yeah, as of this recording, we were, you know, she's still in a coma. Yeah, the whole story is like completely fucking bonkers. Like it's fucked up. In any oh, age, she she used to date Ellen DeGeneres, correct? Yeah, she yeah. she came out and then she went back in, and then she remarried with someone else. I don't. Did she marry Ellen or they just they just dated? No, they just dated. Okay, because Ellen ended up marrying Portia. Right, they're married, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think marriage of the kind was accepted or illegal technically back then, so maybe that's why. I remember when they made the whole big deal about it when she first came out and like her character on the show came out too to like I think it was Laura Dern she came out to on the show. Yeah. I remember watching that with my mom. <clears throat> so anyway I'll just never understand that never mind, that's a whole political aspect yeah. to it itself, but you know, just uh, ridiculous. In closing, I just want to say, you know, jokes aside, is it's it's it sucks, and um, of course, I hope she can pull through, and if she's able to, you know, hopefully, this is a true eye opener for you know whatever's going on in her life. Uh, let's move on to some lighter news. Certainly don't want to talk about Ezra Miller yet. We'll, we'll, we'll put a pin <laughs> on that for now. Uh, so let's go back to Tom Cruise because um, I have here that him and uh, Christopher McQuarrie want to bring back Les Grossman. Not sure how oh, they, they really? not sure how they can do that, but you know, I'm all about some more Les Grossman. It's been a while. Um, I could see them doing a whole Les Grossman movie. Do you want to do a whole movie with him though? No, I'm not saying I want to see it. I can see them doing it, though. I, know, I mean, I, you know, yeah. if, if it comes out, I'd watch it. But, but I mean, I, I'm not clamoring for it by any means. I mean, there's different ways you can bring him back without just overdoing it. Personally, I think a whole film with him is overdoing it. Just, just the, the, he had the perfect amount. Like his, his, he had the perfect cameo in Tropic Thunder. You know, he had the right amount of scenes. And he was just perfectly used everything, like and he even incorporated that whole Matthew McConaughey shit. I got the TiVo. <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest parts of the movies when he randomly comes out of the jungle. I got the TiVo. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's wild. Not that they'd ever do this, but if they had some balls, they'd do it like a real, like super dark comedy, and like turn him into like a Harvey Weinstein character oh, and how he's. Like just rampaging Jesus. through Hollywood, just like breaking laws and shit. Like that would be a, a good Len Grossman movie. I don't think Tom would go for that. Yeah, no, exactly. They'd never do that, but that's what they should do if they're gonna bring that character back. Yeah. Um. All right. So where are you guys at on the Strangers films? Ever seen the first one or the second one? Or I've seen them. They're absolutely terrifying. <laughs> oh, okay well i've never seen the second one i saw the first I, it, I think it's just it's one of those movies like it could happen in real life and it yeah. freaks me out you know what i mean yeah. like it's like it's just creepy to think that anybody could just 
roll up in your house yeah. and just do that stuff. And they had and then, no I'm, motive, right? I don't no, know. Not, no, I don't know that part. No, first, I think they even said in the movie, it's just just because you answered the door. Right. You don't like, even right. see their faces. It. You don't see them at all. Yeah. Like, there's no motivation yeah, at all. And that's But when you like when you see them like creeping through the house though, like oh my god. Yeah, that's that's I don't that's just creepy as shit. And that's, that's where that's... like movies usually lose me, like at the halfway or like two thirds through, where they then explain like why all the stuff is happening. Like that's what was so good about that movie is it was just fucking random. Like there mm-hmm. there was no explanation for it. Don't, yeah, I hate when movies explain away what makes them so interesting to begin with. I'm on an island over here where the second one's better than the first. I have to watch it. I, I'm on the island where I've never heard of either one of these movies. I'm not sure if I saw the second one, honestly. The second one it's, plays it's out. It's been so The long. second one plays out more of a straight up slasher. It involves a family that come that are trying to stay the night at this trailer park. Uh, they're they're going cross country because the daughter is going to college, and the whole family is going together for a road trip, and they stay at like their. They're distant relatives, and they, they live in this trailer park. Well, turns out this trailer park is, like, just, it's empty. Um, and it's 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 being, like, stalked by, you know, the masked strangers. The first and the second films have nothing to do with one another. They're just, you have the same characters, but it's just a different house. You know, there's no connection. Like, there's no Liv Tyler character in the second one. You don't even hear about the events of the first film. The second yeah, one just starts off, and I like it. Yeah, and the, and the characters return and everything. And well, the thing I like about the second one, and I'm a sucker for anything that has to do with the '80s, but the second one has more of an '80s feel. It's filmed like an '80s slasher more. It's also there's a lot of like '80s music in the soundtrack that plays over. Um, I just I I just think the second one's better than the first movie. Um, and I'm anyway, check it out. yeah, I, I definitely, um, at least the second one is on my voodoo if you want to watch it. Yeah, but yeah, um, anyway, the reason I bring it up is because I heard about this yesterday at first. Uh, I think it was Bloody Disgusting said that there are actually a few, this is what they said, this was their quote, not mine, a few Strangers sequels kind of like quietly being filmed right now. And at first I was like, a few, like we're going to do three of these all at once. Like I, I can see it, I guess you can definitely make, you know, three different attacks. I don't know how much of a good idea this is, but whatever you do, you, if this is true. So fast forward to today and apparently now Rennie Harlan's been added to the mix. Apparently he's the one secretly filming Either it's either a third film or it's third, fourth, and whatever. Like, he's either doing one or he's doing multiple. I personally think it's just one, and people are just confusing some things that are being passed around, and they think it's a different. Because I don't understand why they would go through filming different films at the same time, you know, different sequels altogether. That doesn't make sense. So, it sounds to me like there's a third film. A third stranger is currently being filmed with Ronnie Harlan behind the lens, which, hey, I'm a Ronnie Harlan fan. We've talked about him time and time before on this podcast, and I've always defended yeah. him. So, Long Kiss Goodnight. Long Kiss Goodnight, Die Hard 2, bunch of shit. 
Long kiss, good night. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, he has horror roots. Elm Street 4, uh, The pr- Prison, you know, his first film is a horror movie. And, uh, yeah. So, how much different can a third Strangers film be? We'll see. If it, if it is true. I, th- I think it is, but we'll see. Um, speaking of sequels, everybody check out Prey over the weekend? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, all, I watched what it. did we think of Prey? I had a lot of shit talking to say about Predator movies. And I honestly hate Predator movies. I'm not a Predator fan at all. I'm an Alien fan. This movie was so fucking good. <laughs> like... I would watch it again in a heartbeat. It was so good. I totally ate my words for sure. Um, I'm surprised you don't like Predator. I don't. I just, I don't know. I, I never got into it. I mean, the it. first one in particular is an all-time something that interests yeah, me. But when's the last time you've seen the first one, Andrew? There's, when Kyle there, talked there, about how he had never seen it before. Oh so God. it was like, what, that just, four or five years it ago? It was about four years ago. It just popped up on my Facebook on uh, my memories. Um. There's some heavy duty misogynistic shit going down in the first like twenty minutes or so. Just the fucking dialogue alone from Jesse Ventura, the shit that comes out of his mouth. Like I don't know. I I I guess what I'm yeah, trying but- to say is I can see how like it's 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 just too much macho bullshit for someone like Jocelyn. So I can see yeah, how Jocelyn doesn't. Yeah. yeah, you know I can see how she's more of a Predator fan or an Alien fan. I mean, you've got Ripley. Versus, you know, everyone pumping iron, basically. Yeah, I, I hate macho bullshit in real life. Like, I, I don't associate with that in any way. But in a movie, in an action movie, like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, right. I mean, it, it would suck if they were all, like, you know, twinks. I mean, you want <laughs> them to be, like, tough guys. So. <laughs> If, if I mean, I'm just saying, it, it's first of all, it's hilarious you called twinks. Second of all, like <laughs> I, I love the, I I love when a film like doesn't take itself seriously, and I right. think that's what I like most about action films. It's it's not exactly witty, it's the complete opposite of it, and that's what makes it so great. Did you watch it, Andrew? Did you watch Prey? I un- I did not know. I'll watch it one day, but I. I I didn't have I I didn't want to jump all over it honestly because I'm just I I agree with Jocelyn I'm more of an Alien fan uh, I I like Predator I just think Aliens a better and more well-rounded like theme to a film eh, depends on which film we're talking about but um I had never seen I had only seen the first one I had never not even part two I I had never seen. And then I'd been reading so much great stuff about Prey. I was like, all right, fuck it. I got to check this thing out. And I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. And yeah, same. Like, and then immediately after, I watched Predator 2. And, like, I really liked that. Predator 2 rules. It, it I was actually going to say, how did you like Predator 2? It falls apart in the third act. But leading up to that, it's fucking awesome. Like, I wish it would have maintained how it was for about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes or so. And then the, once they get to that um, slaughterhouse, the, the whole movie falls apart. The, the, Gary Busey shit. The, yeah. The film is absolutely fucking batshit crazy. And I yeah. think it gets so much worse as it goes along, but that's what I love the most about it. Like, yeah, definitely. But yeah, that, that's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, both of them, but part two and pray both fun movies. 
Yeah, I wasn't mad at Prey. Um, I think I rated it three out of five on my letterboxed. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was fine. It was something that I'm definitely not in any rush to get back to re- revisiting. Um, I I still think that Predator one and two are the superior Predator films. Um, I think I was quote I quoted I rated I rated it to someone on Twitter or it might have been Facebook, like a day after I watched it, and I think I told them the first one, the second one, Predators equals Prey, meaning they're like the same film, because they are. I felt like this was just like watching Predators all over again, the one from 2010. Yeah. And then... I had a lot of fun with that movie, too. You can name like 20 different random movies, and then maybe The Predator after that, because that movie's so bad, it deserves (laughs) to be down in a fucking shit pit all on its own. Is that worse than the Alien versus Predator? Movies? It is worse. It is the worst. <laughs> if you actually include AVP in the rankings, it would be at the very fucking bottom. Like I said, it is the <laughs> shit pit of the franchise. So, but yeah, Prey. You know, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad it was made. I had issues with it, but all in all, it was a fun time, and I would definitely. I really, it. I really like the girl. Like I'd like to see her yeah. go on. Amber Mid Thunder, I believe Mid-thunder. her name is. I'd like yep. to, yeah, I'd like to see her go on and and do some stuff. I found her to be the most interesting part of the movie. I also that's a badass last name. Too. It is. Greg and I were saying that this weekend. I also <laughs> like how it tied in with the second Predator film with the pistol. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'll tell you what, watching that and Predator Two back to back, it like it spelled out it, for me how much I hate current filmmaking versus how much I love old school filmmaking because I've just, I've tried for 20 years now. I just can't get on board with the CGI. I've tried. Yeah. I just, it's, it's fucking soulless. It's my biggest issue with this new film is the CG. It doesn't work. Especially with his face and the the actual design. I'm like, why can't we get a practical face on this motherfucker? Why does it have to be a CG shit fest? Yeah. The practical effects. That was, that was, that was one thing I pointed out too. Like I, I think when like they were down by the river and he was standing there, yeah. It like I think I looked at Greg and I was like, "Oh my god, the CGI looks bad." I mean, <laughs> like, there's like a fucking reason they kept him invisible for like ninety percent of the movie. Um, I yeah. just did not like his design overall, like CG or not. Like I just didn't like. Right. Like where are his mandibles? Why is it like I get it? It's seventeen hundreds or whatever, but still, like his. Look shouldn't be that much different, you know. Change the mask, which they did. Even isn't that. he from a different planet? Why does it matter what year it is? It's the same predator. It's the same kind of fucking species as we've it's seen evolution, before. Though. I know, but <laughs> this was just too much. It was like a caveman predator almost. I mean, his fucking mask was made of stone. I mean, I get it. Like <laughs> the humans look the same back then. Why can't they? You I mean, know, I the would have accepted this design. <laughs> I would have accepted this design if he came back and fought like Fred and Barney, you know. But but the fact that it's like the seventeen hundreds, like I don't know, a little bit more modern. And <laughs> and again, three, like, the CG just fucking kills it all. Three hundred years in the life of a, in the in the uh, of the species <laughs> of the predator probably is like the blink of an eye. Like they didn't exactly. Exactly. I don't want to see that shit. No, no. And did that predator have like abs too? Like he was fucking jacked. Yeah. Like homeboy was getting a workout. 
But yeah, I don't know. All jokes aside, I don't aside, know. I've heard they're, they're... I've heard a lot of great things about the film. So yeah, it's good. And you're gonna it's you're gonna continue to hear the weak spot. it. Yeah, the CG is the weak spot. The design, all that. Like no. Um. Yeah, check it out, Andrew. I wasn't mad at it. And then everyone else listening, if you're on the fence, check it out. Uh, two more. Yeah, I mean, if if I can say that how much I don't like Predator and I love this movie, <laughs> definitely check it out. <laughs> All right, uh, a few more things. Number one, um, did you see that uh, Lars von Trier announced that he has Parkinson's uh, disease? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Lars von Trier is a very, hmm, how would you describe Lars? I I mean, controversial is one That's word. That's the word I was looking for. Um. Yeah, I mean, some of his films, um, Melancholia, which is probably my... No, you know what? I think that his newer one, The House That Jack Built, I think that's his best movie. Although I am a fan. I I do like Dancer in the Dark, although I am biased because I love Bjork. Yeah. Was Melancholia good? Yeah. It's got a fucked up ending, but you know. I haven't seen it. It's literally been sitting on my list for years now, and I just I haven't had a chance to yeah, watch good. it. But that, and, um, I see it all the time on my list. He did the both of the Nymphomaniac movies. Uh, Antichrist is probably one of the more controversial ones. The one that he did with Willem Dafoe. Dogville was another one that I remember a bunch of controversy with back in uh, two thousand like twenty years ago ish with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um. And, and he, you know, and he's always, regardless of what you think, he's definitely been a talented filmmaker. And, you know, um, Parkinson's sucks. And it's just the worst. And I feel for him and his family. And, um, yeah. So, I don't know what else to say to that. I just wanted to uh, bring it up and acknowledge it. Because, uh, like I said, talented filmmaker, and it's sad. So, yeah, I got to go back. He's one of those guys. Like I, I, I was into him very early on, and then I kind of stopped watching around Dogville. So I need to go. Like his whole start to finish, I need to go back and rewatch everything. I think Breaking the Waves is probably the only one I've seen more than once, and I, I love that movie. I think it's a great movie, but I, I need to watch all of. Them. I'm not so I haven't seen Nymphomaniac. Um. The House of Jack, mm. I started watching. I was really looking forward to it. And I, I just wasn't digging it at all. So I didn't finish it. So I need to go back it's and do that one another fucking shot. fucking deep movie. I mean, it's fucking... Yeah. It'll make you question why the fuck you even watched it. Or why you even... <laughs> it'll it'll make you think, dude. It'll make you question yeah, your gnarly. insanity. It does some shit to your head, so... Yeah, it's, it, what I saw it had some gnarly moments. So. Oh yeah, and uh, fucking Matt Dillon doesn't fucking play. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, Top Gun Maverick has officially outgrossed Titanic. Who would have thought? Who would have oh, wow. thought? Domestically, doesn't matter. It's still a crazy feat because you know Titanic was like twenty five years ago. Titanic ruled the world. Like it was everywhere, especially here. Like girls I mean, were going to see that movie is, numerous times. Is this adjusted with inflation though? Uh, well, no, it's not that much of a big difference though. It's not a huge like, twenty. It's, 
it's more than double the difference almost. No, not not that? 25. No. No. Um I mean, you're sitting here trying to fucking fight the fucking news, Andrew. That, that doesn't matter. It's a big fucking <laughs> feat. Top Gun is officially outgrossed Titanic. No, I'm kidding. I'm just trying to throw out fair criticism, but it's it's more or less like amazing cuz they did it during a time of pandemic, you know what I mean? So yeah, definitely congratulations to Tom Cruise and crew for that one. I mean, the only movies that's that has now the only there's only like five movies that have that have grossed more than than um Top Gun, and that's Black Panther, Avatar, Spider Man, No Way Home, Avengers Endgame, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. And yes, we are talking domestic. Um Is that still playing around here? It's still like, playing is it? It's like, still playing everywhere. So we need like a North Point movies where I can go see it. But if it's at White Marsh, maybe I'll go see it this weekend. Yeah, I, I, it's been since it's been so long since I watched it the first time that I think I need to go see it again. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'd like to see that. The big screen. been a while since I saw it opening night, and that was what was that May? It's been two months now, three months. Jesus Christ, and people are still seeing it. You know, and again, it's it, it it reminds me of Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, it's like people who thought that like the whole movie experience was dead. Nah, <laughs> we're still fucking clearly breaking records and shit. Like it, the movie, you know, going experiences, like I said before, here to stay in this living proof. So it's, yeah, it it's depends wild. on the movie. Like if Lars von Trier comes, you know, his triumphant return from Parkinson's that movie will make like $1.8 million in theaters. Like it's gotta be a big movie like this to get people to go to the fucking theater and see it. Well, number one, no one comes back from Parkinson's. That would be like a major event. For like right, 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 right. That like, would be the news. Arc, it's still be a drop in the bucket compared to this or Spider-Man. It's like, right. it, it needs to be a big, theme park kind of movie that that's going to make ridiculous money like that yeah but still it's it's not dead no it's still not very much alive uh and finally uh and, and this was literally i i read this like someone posted it right before we came on here steve martin is apparently planning on calling it a career after his show Only Murders in the Building ends, uh, he told this to the AV Club. Um, I mean, we hear actors claim to retire often, but Steve Martin turns 77 tomorrow, and it's about the same age as like people like Hackman and Connery also claim to you know, be on their way out and retiring, and they actually did. So if this is it, then man... What a career. I mean, I, I, I can't... I don't think I can give... I don't think there's possibly an other actor out there who I could praise more than Steve Martin. If if this truly is the end of the man's career. Um, I mean, he's the star of my all-time favorite movie. Uh, but other than like that... His Trains and Automobiles is honestly like one of the few perfect films that I've seen. But, you know, and it's more than that. I mean, Steve Martin is just a charm for anything he anything he pops up in. You know, whether it's a Ron Howard film, I really film, like Cheaper by the Dozen. Cheaper by the Dozen. Cheaper by the Dozen, too. 
Father of the Bride, mm. one of my personal favorites. Three Amigos, The Jerk. I mean, I can go on and on. It's yeah. I mean, he's good in everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Steve Martin was a big part of my show. Like, I I grew up watching Steve Martin movies. And what's your favorite? I, I don't know. Oh man, like probably Roxanne. Um, I would have pegged you as a bringing down the house fan. No, not bring down that. I was going to say, I don't think I like, honestly, as much as I love Steve Martin, I don't think I've liked anything he's done since Bowfinger. Like, I can't think of anything after that. And, you know, he really hasn't. Grudge him for any of that stuff. Well, he's done a ton of shit, but he hasn't. No, I I mean, like, good. I mean, good stuff. Yeah, right. Nothing that would appeal to me. And that, you know, good for him. Like, he's had a long career. Um, Just from the 70s to Bowfinger is like, 20 years worth of like bangers one after the other i love the fucking man with two brains like that's one of my all-time favorite i I think i like that better than the jerk um and the jerk is great yeah it is um like i mean i i just always i'll go back and watch a lot of those early 80s i have the, uh, the lonely guy on my dvr to watch i've recently watched all of me you know, uh, pennies from heaven's another one that i have on my dvr waiting to go back and watch so yeah i'd like I, I'm a huge Steve Martin fan. I think my favorite Steve Martin scene has got to be in My Blue Heaven when he's in the grocery store and the guy's like, have a great day. And he's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like every time I see that, I lose my mind laughing. It's like, it's just great. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy. So I mean, we'll see what happens. But uh, I mean, and you know what? Real quick, there is one movie he thought he he's done in the last like twenty so years that I I actually do like, and it's it's a movie you probably never expect to hear me say um, or or, or give praise to, uh, coming from me at least. It's complicated. The film that he did with Meryl Streep and uh, Alec Baldwin. Back. Yeah, I never saw. It. I could see that being good. I, I really, I re- yeah, I caught it on HBO back when I was at the apartment one one night or morning or whatever it was, and I just really, really enjoyed it. And um, I've actually went back and I've rewatched it a couple times since. So, yeah. Is that Nora Ephron? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Nora Ephron movie with Street, Steve Martin, and Alec Baldwin can't be the worst thing in the world. And it's not. It's not. I mean, it, it it's no the big year, but you know, I've never uh, I've actually, never seen I, that movie. I forgot. I, that's one that okay. So I like that movie, and that's after Bowfinger. It's not the greatest thing in the world, not the best Steve Martin movie, but you know, you could. There's worse ways to spend an hour and a half. I'm looking at his filmography real quick as we're talking, and apparently he was in Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. It's supposed to be a disaster, I think. But I, I who the fuck was he in that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know much about it except it's one of those Ang Lee movies that he filmed in that weird, uh, at, not aspect ratio. What is it called? Like it's the, uh, no, it's the, the 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 frame rate. Frame rate. Yeah, the same thing he did with it. Like so, because it looks like, like it's like Gemini Man. Have you ever seen Gemini Man? Gemini. Yeah, it's like Gemini. It's Man like that. The Hobbit movies. Yeah, right. Like, it, he's like. 
for some reason he wants movies to look like real life and it's like i don't want them to look like i like the fact that there's a remove there and i can sit back and watch other people i don't want to feel like i'm in the room with them i don't understand why that's so like just go back to making good movies and stop fucking around with the technology his um yeah gemini man is actually i own that disc in 4k and it's actually one of my favorite reference discs it looks beautiful I'm not typically a fan of the high frame rate, but for some reason it looks you like it, it on that. It looks great with that movie. So <laughs> that's an okay movie. It's not terrible, but it it's it seems beneath Ang Lee, except for the fact that it's just like he's fucking with the technology. It's pretty boilerplate plot wise. I'm surprised you've seen it. Yeah, I was curious. It's Ang Lee. I'll I'll give anything he does a watch. You it know? doesn't mean I'm going to sit down and watch Life of Pi for an hour and a half. I would watch. I still haven't, but if for some reason I stumbled across it, I would watch it. Why not? I think I tried watching it actually, and I wasn't. It was too CGI for me. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we're gonna move on now to uh, coming attractions. Coming soon to theaters. Because we got one movie that um, I mean, we're actually gonna look back at a movie. We talked about this. One coming attractions when the first trailer dropped. Uh, oh, by the way, it's that film, The Menu, again, that we're talking about. Is that going to fit everyone? Yeah, easily. 12 customers total. How do they turn a profit? 12.50 a head, that's how. What, are we eating a Rolex? It's one of his classics. You have to try the mouthfeel of the Minionette. Please don't say mouthfeel. Tonight will be madness. Welcome. We'll endeavor to make your evening as pleasant as possible. Welcome to Hawthorne. Here we are family. Yes, we harvest, we ferment, we gel. They gel? We gel. He's not just a chef, he's a storyteller. The game trying to guess what the overarching theme of the entire meal is going to be. You won't know till the end. Who are you? I am Margo. Why do you care? I have to know if you're with us or with them. This menu. The pictures, they're of us. This guest list. How do they get these? It's not good. This entire evening. Jesus Christ. This is just theater. It's stagecraft. We're leaving now. Has been painstakingly planned. This is real, isn't it? What the hell is going on? We now offer you a 45 second head start. <laughs> okay, 45 seconds starts now. This is what you're paying for. Get out of my way. It's all part of the menu. No, we're gonna die today. Yes, we are. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. You told them it was my birthday? Seemed funny about three hours ago. Now, this new trailer I had you guys watch, and just like the first movie, I'm sold on this movie. I'm looking forward to this. And just this second trailer kind of like doubles down on the humor and I don't know I think this is going to be like kind of a sleeper hit of the fall 
I don't know where you guys stand on it, but there's something about this movie um, that I just think is going to be great. And I know, Justin, you're not a fan of Anna Taylor-Joy, but... Uh, what? I thought you said that you weren't no, a fan of her. No, I'm oh, not okay. a fan of Anya Taylor-Joy. My apologies. I thought it was Justin who was the hater. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, but like I said before, like I don't discredit her as an actress. I think I don't know. I think it's the way she looks. Like she looks like a doll. Like it's just like it bothers me looking at her in movies. I don't know if that's weird. Just some people just have a look when you're just uh, you can't just stop looking at them because they look strange. Uh, Does that make sense? I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I, I mean, I think she's cute, but I I, I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, but more more than that, I just think she's a great actor. So I I pretty much have liked everything I've ever seen her in. I think I can't think of anything. Um, I watched. I I finally watched last night in Soho. I didn't love that, but I liked her in it. I watched that a couple weeks ago. Love that. And, movie. Uh, um, I mean Nicholas Holt. Come on now, like I'm excited for him. I I love him in the Great on Hulu. I don't know if you guys have watched that, but he like he makes that entire show. Um, but I'm a I'm a big fan of his. No, I noticed that the guy who plays um, the guy who plays Roy on Succession is in it. He's the guy at the end who is like, you told him it's my birthday. <laughs> that guy. So I'm looking forward to seeing him because he's. He plays like just a dick. You just love to watch on that show. So I can only imagine how he is on this in this movie. Um, there's a bunch of people that look familiar. It's like it's like you watch the trailer and it's like you see like a couple of people pop up and it's like I know that person from so and so, but I can't remember their fucking name. Um, John Leguizamo, I do know that name. I did see him pop up. I forgot that he was going to be in this. Um. And the uh, a Daniel Radcliffe too. That's what I'm saying on the cast list. Is he? Because I didn't see him in the trailer. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. I'm on. I mean, I'm looking at the the cast list on Google. It says Daniel uh, Radcliffe. I was looking at unless he's just like a cameo or something quick. You well, know. I was looking at Paul Adelstein, who is an actor who I remember back on the. Um, this goes back to. Harold Ramis's remake of Bedazzled, he was in that movie. Um, wait, hang on a second. Hey. What name did you see again, Jocelyn? Because now you got me all fucking confused. <laughs> like she seriously I said, does. Like I am well, so confused right now. Well, I first right said now. Nicholas Holt, right? And then Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Like I wonder if that's a spoiled. Time I know. Or something. Yeah, that's what prize. I was thinking. <laughs> he's in. I'm looking at no. I'm looking at an article here where he's apparently and he was in talks to play himself. So maybe that's the spoiler. Maybe we just revealed yeah. a big spoiler. So oops. Um. Well, Google did it, not us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, am I the only person excited for this movie? No, it looks interesting. Like I, I, I don't like the whole culture around chefs where it's like yes chef thank you chef like i just i, I don't it's know it's satire that it's a murderous call yeah no no i i understand so i'm looking like i, I like the idea that they're going to be sticking it to that and if you didn't thing. know that that was what it was going to be like i think the second trailer kind of doubled down on that yeah like the first trailer didn't really give you a sense of right. like the whole it looks like the chefs are going to be hunting down the guests so it's like 
I, I, I always like it's like a surviving the game type thing that's yeah, gonna happen, I, which I, like, I cannot I wait. Like that genre. Yeah, he's so like, I'm a, looking forward to it. You all get a 30 second head start. The guy just takes off. He's like, well, <laughs> you all better start running. Uh, looks good. I think it, I think it looks good. Yeah. I'm I I hadn't even heard about it until you sent it to yeah, us. I'm looking forward so. to it. It's coming out in November too, so it's right around that holiday season. So nice little thriller to get you going for the holidays. Anyway, um, yeah, like I said, that's the only trailer because really hasn't been too many new trailer drops um, lately. Hopefully that'll change next week. And until then, let's move on. Well, I mean, Comic-Con did just go and, go and pass, you know what I mean? Thank you for that, Andrew. In the meantime, <laughs> You're welcome. we're going to move on. I ain't been here for three, two weeks. I don't know what to tell you. Physical Media Roundup. Any uh, recent pickups? I know I got a couple movies at the Soundgarden on Saturday. Just curious to hear if anybody else got anything lately. I um, I I like went batshit in July and bought all kinds of shit. So I was like, all right, I gotta like chill out for a little while. <laughs> I gotta um, st- I gotta but, hit the break. Yeah, last week one of the things I bought earlier in the in july finally came it's like a, a box set of agnes varda movies like i'm, I'm going artsy fartsy this week sorry bear with that's me. okay um a, a box set of uh agnes varda movies five films she made in california when she was here for about 10 or so years um i haven't I, i've seen two of them already so i'm looking forward to rewatching those and, and checking out the other three but the one i got that might be of some interest uh just came in the other day was under the silver lake nice yeah love that movie it's so good yeah i do too and uh, i'm looking forward it's it's one of those movies where i know even after i watch it five times i'm still not going to fully understand what's going on it's just kind of that dense that's okay watch it five more times oh yeah yeah no (laughs) i've only seen it i've only watched it once so far but i fucking loved it and it's like it's like a puzzle that I'm looking forward to, to trying to put together because there's just, there's a ton of shit going on. In there that. is. Now you got me wanting to fucking go back and rewatch it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I went to Soundgarden Saturday and had a, walked out with a bunch of used Blu-rays that cost me all in all, like a little bit, like in between, like it was about 45 bucks. Talking up to that. I got uh ghost chip, um, the Blu-ray from Scream Factory with the slipcase and everything. Ravenous, uh, they put that out like about back in I think 2014 or so. It was one of the earlier, one of the first films they they did. Um, Scream Factory. Um, I also got it was a bunch. Someone had a bunch of old Scream Factory discs, and I guess just sold them to Soundgarden. Because, like I said, I made out like a fucking scout. Got Ghost Ship Ravenous, Session 9, which I've never seen before. But I've heard so many good things about from people whose opinions I highly respect. And I've been hearing people praise this film for years. And I know it came out, like, I think 2001. Because I was working at Blockbuster when it first came out on DVD. Because it didn't come out in theaters. It was a straight-to-DVD movie. But it's got, like, David Caruso and... um. Uh, what's his face from um, um, 
he was the lover guy in Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, I got his face yeah, in my head, but I can't. I yeah, I can't remember his name. Oh, God damn it! Movie. It's Josh. I think uh, uh, Josh, Josh Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, Josh yeah, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and he's in it. Um, I can't remember who else. I, I've never seen it before. I'm just, I'm just, I'm going purely by word of mouth. But like I said, everyone, like, who I've heard talk about it has said the same thing. You have to see this movie. In fact, no joke. When I was looking at it, because I picked it up and I was looking at the back of the case to see like what the special features were and stuff. And this guy who was looking at the horror films as well at Soundgarden, he comes over as he sees me looking at it and he goes, "Dude." That movie's fucking badass. You need to get that now. I'm like, cool. I was planning on it anyway because you said something. I'm definitely going to get it. <laughs> and then they also had it. Someone sold their used cop or their copy of Hellraiser when um, Blu-ray from Arrow. So, and that was only 10 bucks. I was like, fuck yeah. Got the Arrow edition of this. And then earlier in the week, um, I picked up Species in 4K because the Screen Factory just put that out and Best Buy had a bunch of copies of it for like 25 bucks, so I got it. Um, and I watched it for the first time. I had never seen Species. It was a blind buy for me. I've seen the second Species film. I've never seen the first. Go figure. Don't know why. Because Species 2 is a terrible fucking movie. But <laughs> Species 1, not bad. Michael Madsen, fuck yeah. Definitely liked him and... uh Marge Heldenberger, the two of them, they got some chemistry in that movie. Forrest Whitaker, I don't know what the fuck's going on with him in that movie, but his character is something else, let me tell you. Uh, Ben Kingsley's Ben Kingsley. He's just kind of mucking it up as the head villain, like kind of like evil doctor type. Uh, Natasha Hendricks, it's her first movie, and you can tell. Other than that, you know, I had fun with it. Um, I don't know if anybody else has ever seen Species before, but um, yeah, it was my first time, and I liked it. Yeah, I've never seen any of those movies. Uh, I guess I'm the only person who's ever seen them. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, these things happen. Um, I always mix Species and Phantoms up. Two completely different movies, but hey, man. (laughs) I'm aware. I (laughs) I mix up Species and Mimic. For some reason, you know what? They're, you know, that's they're, what I'm they're closer in variety species, than yes. what Andrew said. Um, the the two front covers are very similar, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yes. Mimicking species, yeah, sort of. That's what I'm fucking up then. Yeah. My bad. And then uh, yesterday, I picked up Men on Blu-ray. Uh, oh, did you watch it? Yet? I saw it in the theater. Oh, how'd you like it? It's my least favorite of his, but still, I, I'm supporting it. So. It's 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 yeah, it's. I'm not gonna sit here and gush over it like it's some fucking great movie because it's it's not. Um, who knows? Maybe my opinion will change after watching it a couple more times. But for now, it's okay. No, that's a word of the support and you know physical media and and Alex Garland and I don't know. Felt like getting a new movie, so I did. But yeah. Um, other than that. Um, it's been quiet middle of the month middle of the month it usually is quiet there's no really you know like Scream Factory and, and Arrow and all that and they wait till the beginning and, and end of the months to do those announcements 
Although Kino Lorber, um, they just seem to announce everything on the fly. God love them. Uh, last week I announced that they are putting out um, Frank Oz's The Score from 2001 on 4K. Uh, now we have a date. It comes out October 11th. That's um, De Niro, Ed Norton, uh, Marlon Brando's final final film. Um, I like the score. I do People too. I'm a I huge like... fan of the score. I saw it by myself in the theaters. Yeah, so did I. Uh, until I saw until I saw Thor at Ocean City, the score was the only movie that I had ever seen at the beach. Like, nice. I went down there and it was raining. I was hanging out with my dad for the week. It was raining. <laughs> right. and I was like, I need to get the fuck out. You know, I can't go to the beach, so fuck it. I'll go watch a movie, and that was the one I said. There's, there's nothing else playing I wanted to see. Yeah, hey, I like it. I do too. Shit on it. It, they do. I don't. I don't get the hate, but it's it's a really good underrated movie. So I'm, I'm really happy that Keanu Lorber's got it. And um, they're going to be putting it out. So they also announced uh, Marathon Man in 4K. Because of course it's coming. I just bought it on Blu-ray a few months ago. And now (laughs) they're going to fucking get it. Uh, Now they're going to announce the 4K. Uh, Same thing with Dress to Kill. I just bought it two weeks ago on Criterion. 4K is announced October 25th. God damn it. So now is the 4K is that a criterion or is that somebody it's, else? It's gonna it, it's gonna be Kino Kino Lorber. Okay, so they're putting that Does out. Criterion not do 4Ks. They do, but they lost the rights. Kino oh, Lorber okay. has been scooping up rights from a different from yeah. a bunch of uh, uh companies. Like right now, they got a big Paramount deal, hence the Marathon Man and Score. Um, and then they also have a big MGM acquisition, and they're um. Also coming out October twenty fifth, the usual suspects in four K. So that's an MGM title. So I'll probably wait to pick up that. I've never been the biggest Usual Suspects fan. I actually enjoyed that uh, movie. Yeah, a lot of a people lot. do, and I respect their opinions. <laughs> but just for me, I don't know. I maybe I've just seen it too many times. It's not too much of a of a big twist for me after you've seen it like. A handful of times as much as I have. So, yeah. So yeah, they've they've got those coming out, um, and then miscellaneous titles. Lionsgate is putting out Reservoir Dogs, 4K, November fifteenth. It was just announced this week. Best Buy is putting it out with their exclusive Steelbook, um, series. Um, so that's gonna be fun. Vestron, their next collectibles title is going to be Earth Girls Are Easy, which I'm happy about. That comes out November 8th. Um, Universal are being weird. They're, they just announced Jurassic World Dominion coming out on home video, Blu-ray, 4K, all that stuff. Next Tuesday. <laughs> They're not really waiting to hold off. Usually these big summer movies come out like September and stuff and they give us you know a heads up about a month and a half or so ahead of time so we can get our pre-orders in and shit like that nope not with this movie they're like comes out next Tuesday guys get them while you can so not that I'm you know telling everyone to go get it cause movie sucked but you know whatever <laughs> just, just felt like reporting the news it's news I'm reporting it and, buy it twice. Yeah, buy it, buy it thrice. Columbia, <laughs> they 
the last two years, they've put out this collectible box set around the holidays called Columbia Classics. The first volume had... Um, hang on. The first volume included... That's the second volume. League of the Road, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Lawrence of Arabia, Dr. Strangelove, Gandhi, Jerry Maguire... Yeah, there's six movies, all in 4K. And then Volume 2, which came out last year, was The Social Network, Stripes, Oliver, Taxi Driver, Anatomy of a Murder, and Sense and Sensibility. And then this year, Columbia just announced Volume 3. And in my opinion, it is the most underwhelming of the bunch. Uh, So they've got a bunch of black and white stuff. It happened one night from 1934 of Clark Gable. That's coming out in 4K. That's the first film they announced for this. And then they I love Clark Gable. Well, you're going to love this. From Here to Eternity is coming out as well with Frank Sinatra 4K. To Serve with Love is the third film. The fourth film is The Last Picture Show with uh is that Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yep. Yeah, Timothy Bottoms, yeah, Sybil Shepherd. Shepherd movie. And then finally, uh, no, the last two movies, Annie from 1982 for the 40th anniversary is coming out with, as part of this set. And the last title for the volume three is As Good As It Gets, uh, making its uh, debut in 4K with a bunch of features for the 25th anniversary. Um, never seen as good as it gets. In fact, the only film I've seen in this collection is The Last Picture Show. So, And in my opinion, you know, I I, now, I had told you guys what were in the first two volumes, and then I went and talked about this volume. and I just think it's very underwhelming compared to the other ones, and also knowing what movies Columbia has in their library that they could have, you know, just as well. I don't know. All right, we're going to move on. Weekly recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? All right, I'm done talking for a little bit. Let's hear Jocelyn. What do you got for our listeners this week? What are you going to recommend for them? I have two. Uh, we already talked about one, which was Prey. But um, my other one is... Um, I'm late to the show on this one, but Uncut Gems. <laughs> I know we talked about nice. it yes. in the group chat. You but, all uh, are fucking tired of the party. You, Justin... oh my god it was so good it was like a freaking panic attack panic attack the whole entire time like every time it does something you're just like oh my i can't even tell you how many times i threw my forehead like in my hands like (laughs) oh my god yeah i think justin said like it should have been called like panic attack the movie like yeah I, i i've never had anxiety so bad watching a movie as i did watching that movie it's great it's adam sandler is great in it um it's it's got it literally keeps you on the edge of your seat and you just want to find out what the hell is going to happen to this dude it's so you good. know honestly uncut gems is one of the first films that i covered here at film effect when i was doing it by myself i think it was like episode three or four just me um 
That's right. I can go mm-hmm. back and listen. I, I skipped that episode because I didn't want to spoil the movie for myself. Now I can go back and listen. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, well, well I was bringing it up because I was going to say, you know, I wouldn't mind doing a revisit with, you know, other people involved. Oh, cool. I'll, yeah, I'll do that one. So maybe later on this year or early next year, we'll get a Uncut Gems episode in with uh, with all of us talking about. So, all right, well, shit. Anything else? Just that and pray. Yeah, that's that's all I saw. That's all I had oh. time for. We lost power because yeah, of that damn storm a lot last of us week did for too. like a day. All right, Andrew. No. This week I'm gonna recommend AVP two. <laughs> <laughs> and by no, that I mean it? I've never seen this <laughs> fucking movie before. But I tell you what, tell you what, it's got. Well, I can't really say too many positive <laughs> things about it. The motherfucker's got a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. You can watch it for free on Hulu. It's got a 1.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. It's got 4.6 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database. But the Google users gave it a 74%. And you know they're trolling you. The <laughs> yes, fucking movie was released on Christmas Day 2007. Yes, Happy birthday, Jesus. You probably hate this movie to death. Uh, the budget was $40 million and somehow it pulled in $130 million. And they didn't make a third one of this? Oh, dude. <laughs> um, I see Johnny Lewis plays as Ricky, and I see nothing else. And to be honest with you, I don't even know who the fuck Johnny Lewis is. He's dead now. I know <laughs> um, that. But it was definitely nominated for an MTV Best Fight Award, right? Nominated, not win, nominated. <laughs> it's just an honor and, to um, nominate the MTV Awards. Yeah, yeah if I were Lewis... Jesus, I'd be pissed. No, true story. Johnny Lewis, <laughs> he passed away. Um, Look up his death. It's the fucking craziest shit you'll ever hear. He just happened to be the third actor on the list. That's why. No, I threw he him out like there. robbed this. He was like robbing this old woman, like her stealing shit from her house, and then when like she was caught, like he was like he went to escape. He jumped out of like the second floor window or something, and like landed badly and died. <laughs> like I'm not like, making that up. Like he was the weirdest fucking. Yeah, hey, you're right. Some eighty-one-year-old lady. Yeah, and like he, he like jumped off something, and I don't know what happened. I know he died, but it was just the craziest thing. I remember reading about that on TMZ. Like, what the fuck, Skinny Boy from AVP? Well, what a guy to throw out randomly for a movie that I've never seen. So do you have a do you have a real recommendation? Yeah, my real recommendation is uh, Mallrats, actually. <laughs> nice. Uh, just been in the Kevin Smith mood late recently in my... Uh, Gearing up for Clark's 3, of, I respect it. Yeah, the, the love of my life and I have... Ne- or she's never seen uh, Mallrats before. And I figure if I'm going to introduce her to anything, you know, Kevin Smith related, that's probably the most, I guess, apologetic. Mallrats with the three-nipple three psychic? It's a lot better than watching some quirky stoner film like Clerks or Dogma or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jersey you know what Girl. I mean? Like, look, Jersey man, I, I don't even. Look, man, I, I don't even think about that. No, I'm so, I'm talking like the View Ask You productions, like Jay and Silent Bob type shit. Because yeah. I'm obviously going to have her watch Clerks three with me, so just trying to slowly but surely introduce her to just- this. Throw in the throw her in the deep end. Do a Jay and Silent Bob strike back and reboot double feature. I should have just 
I should have just went with Dogma. There, there <laughs> no, I'm, but Mallrats, <laughs> Mallrats definitely gets my nod. It's 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 honestly probably my favorite Kevin Smith film. Had it not been for Clerks being on repeat in my bedroom for like five years when I was young. All right, Justin. Um, my wife and I were just talking about Dogma the other day. She's like, I want to see that movie. She goes. I forget what it's called, but it's where Alanis Morissette plays God. Yeah. I was like, oh, dog. dog I was like, yeah, I haven't seen that. But that's one of the few Kevin Smith movies I actually liked, so I wouldn't mind rewatching that one. Um, he said, Wait, uh, "You're not, you're not a Kevin no, Smith not. fan." No, I. No. Oh wow. Okay. Sorry, I, I think I'm the the lone wolf on. No, I'm I'm not judging. I'm just shocked because that's that's they're very they're you know I've tried rare and few. Yeah, I, I've tried. It's not like I just you didn't try hard enough. I have tried, but um, <laughs> I honestly like my favorite Kevin Smith movie is is probably like Catch and Release, and I that's like total other opposite end of the spectrum. What is that for I've his movie? That one. What is Catch and Release? It is. He um, was an, he. It was him and Timothy Olyphant. It was an. He didn't write it. Write it or direct it. He was just an oh, actor okay. in the movie. Jennifer Garner. Yeah, but Jennifer Garner is the main character. Oh, I know. It's Juliette Lewis. Finds out that he has a kid and all of this. It, it, I mean, it's a good movie. It's definitely, it's like a chick flick drama type movie, but it, it's a good movie. I didn't know. I didn't know it. he acted in stuff that he did that he didn't direct. I, I wasn't aware. Well, he of was that. in Screen Three. Made for a Die Hard. Yeah, I've never saw that one. Oh. <laughs> all right. Um, Scream three, Scream three. So where are we at? I'm not sure. So all right, so Justin. All right, well I'm going to cheat and recommend two also then. All right. Um, so the first one I've seen, and I say recommend with like an asterisk next to it, an asterisk next to it because this isn't one that everybody's going to like. Um, but it's pretty notorious, and I finally got around to it. Uh, Vincent Gallo's The Brown Bunny. Have you ever seen this, Ed? Heard of, never seen. Yeah, it's it was, it's like, its reputation is it's one of the worst movies ever made. So I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I definitely need to see it at some point. Like, my mom bought it for me for, like, uh, either a birthday or a Christmas present, like, 15 years ago. And I just never, it's been sitting in my collection ever since. And um, I don't know, I just, the other day, I was like, fuck it, today's the day, I'm finally going to watch this thing. And if you know anything about it, it, like the story as it played at the the Cannes Film Festival, it was like a rough assembly cut, much longer. And like Eve said, it was like the worst movie ever made. And he and Vincent Gallo like got in this whole public back and forth with each other. Um, So but Vincent Gallo, like apparently listened somewhat because he did go back and recut it. Now it's like a 90 minute movie. Frankly, it could be like a 40 minute short film and it would be pretty awesome. Um, it was notorious for just being scenes of him driving around in a van. And a lot of it is literally that it's just him driving in a van. Um, but it's really well made, like the look of it, it like he was really into like John Cassavetes, who, who I don't like, but um, just like very low budget independent it's got like an early 80s kind of look and feel to it um and that that's what i like about it not a lot happens um 
you know, the, the infamous scene at the end is Chloe uh, Sevigny gives him a blowjob. Like, that's that's there. It's definitely there. Um, so if if you've heard of it and you're curious about it, I would recommend it. If you've never heard of it, don't bother. Um, so that's one pick. The other pick is a movie that I just never had an interest in and for some reason lately got a wild hair up my ass. Like, I really want to watch that. It's uh, 1995's Congo by, uh, I want to say Frank Marshall, right? Didn't Frank Marshall do that? I know, like, people are big Anaconda fans, and Anaconda's good, don't get me wrong. I don't I don't dislike that, but I fucking loved Congo. Like, that's the Congo's movie good. that everybody sits. Congo is Anaconda's good. Anaconda's better, you think? No. Do I think Anaconda no, Anaconda is better than Congo? Yeah. No. Oh no! Okay, so I I thought you were one of those people who loved Anaconda. Um, I like Anaconda. Yeah, that's how I am. I like it. I don't love it, but I I love Congo. Like, Congo's got you know Delroy Lindau, one of his earlier roles. Yeah, I love Delroy Lindau. Yeah, Laura Linney, Laura Linney, Bruce um, Campbell. Yeah, Tim Curry, yeah, it's a really great cast. Tim, yeah, Tim, Tim fucking Curry. <laughs> you know, it's just a dumb fun movie. Um, Amy the Gorilla. <laughs> Amy the Gorilla is one of the greatest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. Like at one time, I'm like laughing hysterically. That's, I mean, you don't, you can't see it, Justin, but my 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 cover photo, when fa- my personal Facebook cover photo is the fucking picture of Amy the Gorilla with the martini, drinking the martini. That's my favorite part that, of the movie. And yeah, I, I had that picture of my fucking my my cover photo on Facebook. Is that? <laughs> my wife's like, "What are you watching? And what are you laughing at?" I said. This gorilla just like in one scene previously smoked a cigar yeah. and now she's drinking a martini. It's the <laughs> fucking greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's just like it's such a bad like gorilla suit. Like everything about it is just I love ridiculous. It. I love it. And yeah, it's such a fun movie. So if you've never seen Congo, check that shit out. It's a lot. And it's Frank Marshall. He did yeah. uh, arachnophobia. So he doesn't he doesn't take any of it seriously, which is exactly the way to play that movie. And, and it's all the better for it. <laughs> yes, definitely. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and recommend a movie that we talked about this past week when our fast times episode, me and Corey, um, I think this was brought up recently on here in some fashion. I know I was talking about it with someone on Twitter, but, uh, fuck it. Streets of fire. Uh, everyone, like I said, it's been talked about on Twitter a lot lately. People have been bringing it up. I don't know. I figured I'd throw the name into the recommendations hat this week. Um, I adore this movie. Having seen it just for my first time recently. Um, fun fact, I've watched it three times since that time. And yeah, and the soundtrack is even better. The soundtrack is actually like, it, it gets pretty heavy rotation on my uh, my, my playlist here. Um, especially while I'm at work and I'm just, you know, it's just songs stuck in my head. Good shit. A rare Rick Moranis in a serious role. Um, it's a Walter Hill movie and it's him basically doing like a biker film, you know, with, it's, it's like a, a, like a darker version of Grease is the best way to describe, um, Streets of Fire. It's like an MTV like an MTV biker film. It came out like right around the time that MTV. Yeah, was, like, but I wouldn't, I don't feel like it's like 
influenced by the MTV generation. This movie, oh, it stands so? on its own two legs. Yeah, it's 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 better than that. It it's better than you know. It doesn't deserve to be classified with that that shit. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't mean that as a negative. Not well, negative, positive doesn't matter. Regardless, it it, it deserves to be recognized as as its, its you know, like its own movie. Um, you know, and you got of course other than that, um, Michael Paré, Diane Lan- Lane, um, I mentioned Rick Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe, very young Willem Dafoe at that. Also, you got Amy Madigan. Um, there's just a bunch of people that pop up in the movie. Uh, some some people. Some faces you probably remember from the Warriors come back for this because again that Walter Hill connection. Uh, but yeah, I I definitely I, I can see myself watching this film a bunch of other times before the end of the year, even though I just got into it for my first time recently. But Streets of Fire, can't recommend it enough. Um, hell, I'm looking forward to going back for my fourth time and watching it soon. So, yeah, that's my, is that on your Voodoo? It's not on my Voodoo, unfortunately, because I bought uh, the Shout Factory disc and there's no digital copy. I haven't seen it in like 30, 35 years. I used to, I, I had it like I'm, recorded on Betamax. That's how long ago I used to watch that. Fucking don't movie. worry, I'll take care of you. I'll, I'll lend you my copy because I'll, I'll know I'll get it back from you in a timely manner. So, I got no problem yeah. just laying you. Lay my physical my physical disc on you, so I'll bring a, I'll yeah, bring a by the next that, week that, or so. That and uh, your sorcerer, I need to borrow. Yes, this don't let me forget that. Definitely. Um, and yeah, other than that, um, I I started to watch the old man on Hulu, and oh, how's that? I'm two episodes in and think it's fucking just riveting. So I actually might get. An episode in before bed tonight after we're done recording this actually because uh it's it's good jeff bridges and john lithgow are just fucking incredible and i'm looking forward to seeing where the series is taking me yeah i forgot about that one i need to check that out yeah so yeah but that's it that's my recommendations um i think that concludes it for all of us um anyway if you're craving more film effect contact and we've got whole fucking archive of never-ending episodes that just get uploaded more and more each week. The more we add, the more it gets uploaded. Uh, yeah, that dates back to episode one and updates, like I said, every single week. This week, we got our 40th anniversary episode of Fast Times with Richmond High, which officially comes out for... Uh, which officially celebrates the 40th anniversary tomorrow, the, the 13th of August. 1982 is when that came out originally. Uh, next week, we got a fun-filled, very in-depth conversation about 2003's Freddy vs. Jason because it's my 38th year of existence and I figured we'd celebrate by talking about a fucking movie where we pit two iconic slasher villains and I don't know. I've always loved talking about this movie. It's it's dumb fun so, and we've already recorded the episode, me and Corey, we did it yesterday, and it's, it's, it, I had a blast, let's put it that way, so I'm looking forward to everyone here listening to it, um, and that'll be this coming Tuesday, uh, so yeah, other than that, thank you all so much for listening, um, like I said, in the meantime, follow us on socials, and, um, leave us reviews, subscribe, like, all that jazz, in the meantime, 
or until next time, I'm Ed. I'm Andrew. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Justin. And this has been another edition of FuryCast. We will see everyone, hopefully all of you beautiful bastards here, next week. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya. Justin, you're supposed to say have a good week. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody. (laughs) Now it's an episode. Cut it. still here? It's over. Go home. Go.